everyone. Welcome to the Market Scale Podcast Studio. I'm your host today, Tyler Kern, and I'm excited to welcome our guest, Kevin Stevenson. He's the Executive Vice President of IntegraNet Health. Kevin, thank you so much for being here today. Tyler, thanks for having me today. I'm really excited to get a chance to talk to you. And uh, our first podcast here that we're going to do is going to just be talking about navigating the professional landscape of the healthcare industry and maybe talk about some of those career best practices for those entering the industry. But just to kind of start off and give us a, a base level of understanding, why don't we just hear your story? How did you end up in healthcare? And uh, and kind of give us an idea of what your journey has looked like. Okay, Tyler, that might take the whole podcast <laughs> to, to get to that. Uh, I uh, earned my MBA at Baylor University. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, had the unfortunate uh, uh, chance to to graduate during a, a time in the mid '80s when the markets were just not very good at all, and mm-hmm. so the job market was was not great. Uh, I actually went into electronics distribution on the sales side, sales and management side for a subsidiary for a Fortune 500 company. Wow! And did that for about four years, working with uh, a wide variety of different clients and. Uh, uh, from uh, from my office here in Dallas, we went to Albuquerque and then to Little Rock. And so we were in Little Rock. And, you know, again, this speaks to uh, just how connected the healthcare industry is and how willing healthcare executives are to work with people who might have an interest. Mm-hmm. Uh, our Sunday school teacher was the president of one of the large healthcare systems in Little Rock. And he knew that I wasn't very happy at what I was doing and said, why don't you send me a resume? I have no idea what we have, but we'll take a look. And so about seven weeks later, I effectively started the business development uh, uh, function at a freestanding rehabilitation hospital in Little Rock. Wow. So that began my now almost 30-year journey in healthcare. And uh, uh, so I've, I've done just a little bit of everything. I've been on the hospital and system side uh, in both not-for-profit and for-profit. I've been in rural markets mm-hmm. and in uh, large markets um, in post-acute care as well as acute care. Uh, I've also taken a few, uh, a few interesting career uh, turns. Uh, <laughs> I, like, uh, I like to take a little bit of a risk in my career. And so I've also spent time in generic pharmaceutical uh, strategy, uh, spent some time with a healthcare design bill construction firm uh, in strategy and client relations. And now Integranet Health is an independent physician association. And we're the easiest way to explain that is we're essentially the middleman between health plans and independent physicians. And so the physicians credential with us and then they become credentialed with the health plans. And so we help the physicians in a wide variety of ways. Uh, from quality uh, to everything to practice operations. I spend a lot of time uh, with our clinics uh, on uh, practice management consultation. Um, So that's a little bit about me. That's really interesting. So you said you've kind of done everything, you know, and kind of had your hand in every aspect of the healthcare industry. But you also have that experience outside of the healthcare industry. And I wonder just how the healthcare industry might differ from your experience, you know, that you had kind of outside of the industry. And that's a great question because because back in whenever I was with the the electronics firm, Mm -hmm. um, there was a lot of great sales and business development training that I gained through that. And I entered healthcare in 1990, and there really wasn't any 
quote unquote sales function in a hospital or, or system at that time. Right. And so whenever I came in, in rehabilitation hospitals are based upon referrals. And so it's relational, relationally based. And so I used a lot of what I did developing the relationships with my clients uh, in the electronic side. Mm-hmm. I did that very same thing with physicians and hospitals, social workers, and case managers. And it worked. Uh, so, and also being able to bring in a lot of data analytics and healthcare at that time uh, in the non-clinical space was not very data-driven. Right. And so what I would do is I would take a look at the trends of what types of patients were, were referred, uh, what facilities, what physicians referred, and then cultivated that. And, uh, you know, we, we became very successful. And it was really, really interesting because I would go out throughout the state of Arkansas mm-hmm. and I would go to any physician's office, any hospital there and, and talk about physical rehabilitation, which at that time was still a fairly new discipline. Because physical medicine uh, was created post-World War II to assist uh, soldiers coming home that had had amputations or head injuries or whatever. Yeah. So in the early days, you'd go around and talk about physiatry, and the other physicians would say, you mean psychiatry, right? I said, no, physiatry, physical medicine. <laughs> and so uh, because of the fact that I was out in the market, uh, in the secondary and tertiary market in Arkansas, A couple of times a year, the board of the health system that I worked for would call me in, basically to get a kind of a state of the state. Yeah. And so I was able to to share with them some of the concerns and certainly a lot of the praise that that we received as a system. I think one of the things that strikes me just hearing you talk about your time in the industry and uh, some of the things that you've done is that there are a lot of different avenues into the healthcare industry. And I think a lot of people will think, okay, healthcare, doctors, nurses, yeah. but there are myriad of other ways to be involved in the healthcare system that don't involve being a doctor or a nurse. That's exactly right. And there's, and as you said, there's so many different ways to get into into healthcare now. Uh, obviously, the, the clinical side, mm-hmm. as you said, the physicians, the nurses, the therapists, whatever, uh, that's certainly one way. But from a non-clinical side, um, we're seeing a lot of a lot of people entering healthcare who have absolutely no uh, background, even from a from a university setting. Uh, you know, we're getting people coming in with a, a data analytics uh, degree, right? Or uh, management engineering. I remember the first hospital system that that I was a part of that had a management engineer, and I'm thinking, why would we even need that? But Working with the person and seeing how they affected processes, mm-hmm. it was phenomenal. Uh, you know, a lot of people, too, still today will, will go and get a master's in healthcare administration. That's one way. Uh, yeah, as I said, I have an MBA. And I remember early on in my career, I went to, to one of my administrators and said, you think I ought to go back and, and get my master's in healthcare administration? And he looked at me and said, you know what? He said, I have one of those. And if this whole thing goes south, at least you can get another job. I'm stuck. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but, but anyway, we're seeing, we're seeing a lot of different disciplines coming into healthcare. And I think it's really helping us broaden our 
you know, broaden our perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you, you got in kind of on the business development, I did. you know, on the back of business development, but now we're seeing, you know, whether it's marketing and you mentioned data and right. even engineers that there are uh, a lot of different ways for people to take what they are good at and what they are gifted in and play a part in the healthcare industry. And yeah. that, that I think is interesting just because it brings maybe a more diverse type of person into the industry that then maybe has, has been involved in the past. Perhaps. Yeah, you're exactly right. Um, Another avenue is uh, we're seeing a lot of people coming from uh, more service industries, hmm. even entertainment industries. Uh, I read today that uh, a health plan that, that uh, is new to the state of Texas, Oscar Health, uh, they had an opening in their COO position for about three years, and they just filled that with an executive who uh, formerly was with Uber. And so people would think, why would a health plan want to bring in somebody that was affiliated with Rideshare? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, it's actually a wonderful idea because you've got somebody coming in that's a, that's really attuned to the customer experience. Right. And, you know, that was something that, that I did fairly early in my career. Uh, I was with a Catholic system in uh, central Nebraska. We were part of a large, one of the larger Catholic systems at the time. And uh, we were approached because we were very successful across the board clinically, from a quality standpoint, Mm -hmm. from a a patient satisfaction standpoint. But we knew we could get better. And so the system came to us and said, hey, we'd like for you to explore this new thing called service excellence in healthcare. We're like, okay. Mm you know, treating, treating, the, treating the customer. And so we went through uh, a number of different trainings, the Disney Institute for Healthcare Customer Service. And you think Disney in a hospital, yeah. you know. Uh, but it was tr- it, there were so many parallels because you, you go to Disney World and that's a service and they're trying to enhance your experience. Well, on the hospital side, we're trying to do the very same thing. We're trying to enhance that patient experience, that family experience, when 98% of the time it's, a, it's, it's not a – you don't have a good reason to be in the hospital. Right. And so we took that. We took a number of other learnings, and we came back, and we built a service excellence model for our hospital and our health system that was tremendously successful. So those types of people, too, the customer, the consumer engagement, uh, uh, people who are coming into healthcare. Uh, or who have over the years uh, are really adding a lot to to our to our industry. Yeah, I I, I can think back just to maybe six ten months ago here at Market Scale, uh, my colleague Daniel Litwin went up to Seattle to visit. Um, to visit Microsoft's mm-hmm. uh, facilities because they actually have a healthcare aspect of, of Microsoft. That's and right. I had absolutely no idea that that was something that existed. But even Microsoft, a company that big that seems to be focused on you know electronics and things like this, involved in healthcare. Well, I tell you, I'm sure you've seen this as well. Walmart mm-hmm. is getting. They've been involved in healthcare now for a, quite a while. I actually spoke with them some seven or eight years ago in a past life uh, about what they were doing, but now. They are they're really looking to expand their presence in healthcare. Yeah, is it a bit self-serving? Of course, because of all the associates that they have, they're looking at reducing their healthcare costs. But they also see themselves as a really uh, efficient delivery system. And so, if it works in consumer goods, 
there's a really good chance that it can work in the healthcare space too. Sure, sure. So one of the things that I think stands out about this is that as we talk about the number of ways to be a part of the industry that people are now interested in joining the healthcare field that, that come from plenty of different mm -hmm. backgrounds. So what are some of the maybe realities um, of the professional world of healthcare that people looking to get into the industry should be aware of as they kind of take their first okay. steps in or are looking to maybe change jobs and kind of enter into the healthcare sure. industry. Well, and, and, and people, people are interested in healthcare because they see that as an industry that's, that is always going to be with us. Mm -hmm. People will always be sick. People will always be having babies. So there's always going to be a need for, for healthcare. But I think one of the things that, that people who are interested in, in joining our industry uh, don't realize it's just the broad spectrum. Right. Yeah, right. We, we were talking a little bit earlier about 25, 30 years ago when you said healthcare, people thought immediately of the hospital and the doctor. Mm -hmm. And now you look at a wide variety of, uh, of avenues to, to access uh, our industry, whether it be you might go to work for a health plan or go to work for a care navigation company right. or uh, a chronic care management uh, firm. Lots of different uh, avenues to to uh, really get your feet into the healthcare industry, and yeah, I, I think there's just a, a a wide range of of that capability. Yeah. Yeah. And I think one of the things about this industry that maybe people on the outside of it wouldn't realize, and you can speak to this much better than I can, I'm sure, but, uh, but is that it's, it's, a, um, it's a relational-based uh, industry where Very it's about so. knowing people and it's about yeah. uh, trust in the people that you're hiring and that sort of thing. And so that, that's a big aspect of what goes it, on. It, you know, it, it really is, Tyler, because you're particularly when when you're in a hospital or if you are a clinician mm -hmm. uh, and I still fall back on that because I did that for so long uh, you are you are helping people when they are at their most vulnerable state right and you are are you have to have a high level of compassion uh, and you really have to have a passion for what for what you do in healthcare mm -hmm. uh, I I feel it's a calling yeah, it's it's a true calling to healthcare uh, because the original the original founders of hospitals were uh, religious organizations. Right. You know, they were trying to meet the needs uh, of their communities, not only physically but spiritually and emotionally as well. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, but it is a very relational company uh, industry. And and I'm what I'm most proud of is the fact that. Senior level executives in healthcare all across the board, whenever they find uh, that a person is interested in entering healthcare, particularly students, uh, they are 98, 90, 99% of the time very willing to spend a, a bit of time with them to talk about their journey hmm. and to talk about, you know, what really just the benefits in the uh, that that there are to be in the healthcare industry. Yeah. Does that speak to maybe the recognized value of people in the industry, especially people that have kind of climbed all the way up to a certain point? Just a recognized value of mentorship, of advice, yeah. of, you know, helping el someone else along as they enter into the same field. Is, is there kind of a, an industry-wide almost recognition of the value of that? You know there really is. Hmm. And 
and I, again, it just speaks to the type of people that enter our industry. Yeah, you know, we are, for the most part, servant leaders, and we are always we're looking for ways to serve not only you know our patients, our constituents, our doctors, whatever, but really the community uh, and yeah, humanity as a whole. Right. Uh, so, uh, and there's lots of different avenues to to really access that whole the whole mentorship opportunity. Um, there, we have a number of professional organizations uh, in the healthcare industry uh, that are based upon specific disciplines, whether it be financial or information management, or you know, obviously physicians, nurses, whatever. Uh, I happen to be a member of the American College of Healthcare Executives. That's the premier, premier administrative society for healthcare. Um, and I am currently past president of our North Texas chapter. We're the third largest chapter in the country, in the country. Uh, we place as not only as an organization, but as a chapter, we place a huge emphasis on mentorship. We have a, uh, a mentorship opportunities that we present for not only for students, but, but for early careers and mid-level careers as well, mm -hmm. because just because you've been in the industry 10, 15 years, you still need a mentor and you still need somebody to bounce ideas off of or maybe introduce you if you want to make a change in your career. But uh, but we, uh, ACHE of North Texas, we are seeing throughout our, our organization as really being that gold standard. Mm -hmm. And we have, we have a unique opportunity here in Dallas-Fort Worth because we have a number of, of large healthcare entities and we also have a number of of healthcare executives who have retired, uh, who live in the area. And I've been really impressed and pleased to see those individuals who, you know, ha have retired, they could easily just, you know, pack it in and, and travel or do whatever, but they still <laughs> want to give back to the industry right. long after they, uh, they leave the workforce. And so what we do is, is we will, we have a pretty rigorous process too. We put mentees through, uh, an, an interview, uh, an interview system. Uh, we also, uh, they have a pretty in-depth survey that they have to complete, yeah. but then we will match them with a mentor who has, who, who can really provide them with some uh, some assistance in specific areas that they want to uh, want to explore? You mentioned earlier just that uh, in this industry, in the healthcare industry, you you can occasionally see people at their at their lowest mm -hmm. and at uh, rough times. And I think that um, this might uh, I don't think it's specific just to the clinical side, but obviously they they see that on a regular basis mm -hmm. and they're helping people like that. Does having professional organizations that kind of uh, bring people from this line of work together, kind of help with the, maybe provide a little bit of support necessary to deal with the emotional and physical rigors <laughs> of a job like this. You know, it really does. Hmm. Uh, we all, if you've been in healthcare longer than about six months, you've got stories. Yeah. And um, we're always very careful not to reveal any kind of private healthcare information on, a, on an individual but uh, whenever you attend a, a, an associational meeting or, a, you know, it might be a state, a state meeting, uh, yeah, there's always stories abound. And, and it really is good to have, in a sense, a support group because healthcare is, is the most rewarding uh, industry, in my estimation, 
but it's also unbelievably challenging, and sometimes it's just heart wrenching. Hmm. Uh, you will see, you'll see patients, you'll see the families go through something that, you know, it's amazing to see the strength that they exhibit throughout that that experience, and um, you know, healthcare people, we we. Uh, we kind of have an unofficial saying, if you can't laugh about it, you're going to cry all the time, mm-hmm. you know. And so uh, healthcare people have a, sometimes a really interesting sense of humor, uh, but it, it's really just to keep uh, to keep everybody uh, on an even keel. Yeah, yeah. So we, we mentioned a little bit earlier, just uh, for people looking to get into the healthcare industry, mm-hmm. they can have a specialty and maybe, a, sure. you know, uh, traits i suppose that that run the gamut you know if you're a creative person mm-hmm. there there are avenues and if you are analytical and data minded there are avenues but are there certain um maybe uh what's the word i'm looking for characteristics is 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 maybe the word uh personality traits almost that mm-hmm. that help people be better suited for healthcare. If you're thinking about it, maybe it is that servant leadership, like what you're talking about. Are, are there some traits like that, yeah. that uh, people that want to enter the industry, that these types of people are well-suited for it? Yeah, you're exactly right. And, and certainly having a servant's heart mm-hmm. uh, is number one. Uh, being, being very compassionate and really having a passion for what you do. Yeah. Um, now... Another thing, too, is just being very, oh, very people-centric. You know, uh, whenever you're dealing with, with the public, uh, you, you, want to, you want to have really that heart for, for, for people in general. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, obviously um, a, a mindset that, that you're always trying to learn, too. I mean, because healthcare changes on a dime. Uh, that was one thing that really, after my first six months or so, I knew I was hooked. Yeah. Uh, because I would come into the hospital and there were changes every day. And people talk about getting their MHA or an MBA or another another degree, even an undergraduate degree. But the real learning happens, you know, on the day one of your job. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, that's that's when you kind of jump into the deep end and yeah, then, uh, that, that's right that's right <laughs> so you mentioned earlier just that the um one of the encouraging aspects of the industry is that high level ceos and, and people like that are always willing to to meet with people mm-hmm. it seems um you know people that are looking for advice young you know student level type folks is that maybe the number one piece of advice that you give to students that are interested in joining the healthcare industry once they're done with college go meet with some people mm-hmm. you know take those meetings what, what, what's some advice that you give yeah what i would what i would say to someone who is interested, uh, particularly a student in healthcare, uh, go volunteer at a local healthcare institution, whether it be a hospital, a clinic, um, something you know, something healthcare related, to really see if that's if healthcare is for you. Mm-hmm. You know, do that first, and then um, join the student chapters of the association that fits you. As I said, if it's ACHE uh, as a as an executive or uh, uh, finance or whatever, find that student chapter and join that. Uh, it's usually quite inexpensive, but it gives you the avenue to meet a number of people. Sure. Um, but then don't be afraid to just pick up the phone and, and call uh, call a, call the CEO's office, uh, call the chief financial officer, 
uh, call, speak with a physician. Yeah. Um, you know, if you've got somebody that has uh, that's been in the industry for a while, I've got a great example that happened to me really recently. Uh, good friends of ours, uh, their uh, daughter has a friend of hers uh, in school at, at Baylor. And uh, he's got some interest in healthcare, mm-hmm. And so my friend asked me if I'd talk to him. I said, certainly. So I had breakfast with him and found he was an incredibly impressive young man uh, and had a wonderful story to tell. And I could tell he had that passion and he had that real drive. Right. Uh, and was really focused on people. And he already exhibited that in a lot of different ways. And so we talked for quite a while. And I said, why don't you do this? Why don't you look at, look at my LinkedIn profile and pick out some connections that you would like for me to introduce you to. Mm-hmm. And he said, you would do that? I said, of course I would do that. Why, why, why wouldn't I do that? And so a few days later, he sent me a list of five. And it was a kind of a nice cross-section. There were a couple of system CEOs, uh, a data analytics uh, professional. Uh, and so uh, I will tell you, and this is just another testimony to, to our industry, I sent emails and called a couple of those people, and literally within 48 hours, all five of those people said, absolutely, here's my contact information. You tell them to give me a call. Wow. Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah. And we're not talking small systems. We're talking really large systems throughout the country. Wow. That's a, that's a really encouraging story, yeah. and I think just, again, speaks to that, that culture of guidance and mm-hmm. mentorship and, and that sort of thing within the industry. Uh, so we've talked about professional organizations. If somebody's listening to this and they are a healthcare professional but not a member of a professional organization, where can they find more information on these organizations, okay. the ones that you're involved with, and, and how, how can they be more involved? Well, in and, and that's a great question. Thanks for, for teeing me up on that. <laughs> uh, American College of Healthcare Executives, uh, the website's ache.org okay uh go to that take a look um and uh, the great thing about that is when you join the national uh organization you're then you then become a member of the local organization and uh so here in north texas we have about 1600 members and a wide variety we have hospital executives we have consultants we have university professors university students you know, clinicians, it's all over the map. And that's the great thing is just the diversity of membership. Hmm. And so if you want to explore one aspect of healthcare, I guarantee you we're going to have somebody in our organization that can help you out with that. But any other organizations, uh, HFMA for the financial professionals, HIMSS, H-I-M-S-S, for information uh, management professionals. <coughs> and so... Uh, Again, just uh, there's this new new thing I've heard about called the internet. Just get on it and uh, and and do a little bit of research. But uh, but you'll find you'll find an organization that is uh, that will help you advance your career. If people are listening to this podcast, I'm hoping that they have at least a vague familiarity with the internet. So <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, you would think. I, I, I hope so. Kevin Stevenson, the Executive Vice President of IntegraNet Health, thank you so much for uh, coming here today, joining me here in the studio, and uh, explaining a little bit more just about uh, the industry and uh, some of the career best practices for those in the healthcare industry. Thank you so much. Thanks, Tyler, for having me. Today's content is brought to you by MarketScale. Do you run a B2B business? Nobody creates more podcasts, videos, case studies, and blogs for B2B marketers like you than MarketScale. Ask us how we can help you today.